Good morning and welcome to the United Pentecostal Church of Paris on this beautiful rainy morning. Who enjoys the rain? I enjoy the rain. I like it. I was happy to see that sky this morning. And so we're excited for that nap later on. But right now, we are going to move into some announcements. We are excited to announce things that are going on. For the month of August, we have our Ladies United Fellowship. That is going to be on the 23rd, and we have the sign-up sheet in the foyer for that. That's something, ladies, that you're not going to want to miss. Invite your friends to come to. That's going to be a great time. We also have our mission pledge is going to be due on the 28th of this month. And we also have, so our Move the Mission fundraiser that we talked about last week. Who has seen the board now outside here on this on this wall? We've seen it? It looks good, doesn't it? It looks really good. And so we have our sacrificial offering date that's going to be on the 28th, but our official deadline day we need to turn in the money for it is September 20th. Okay, so we've got a little bit of time for that. But what I am so excited about is we've already done a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal job of clearing out some of those squares of taking. And so what, how this fundraiser works is there's squares from 1 to 100. And what you do is you take one of those squares off, and that's what you decide to pledge towards Move the Mission. And Move the Mission is the UPCI youth fundraising that campaigns for, and we actually heard Brother uh, Cedra, if you were here, Wednesday, talk about how they were blessed by Move the Mission, and she's for Christ. But it gets vehicles to missionaries, it uh, goes towards uh, Tupelo Children's Mansion, and also 40% of what we give stays in our North Texas district and helps pay for church camps and NTYCs and things that our young people get to go to. So it's something great that you get to be a part of. Maybe you don't get to go overseas and be a part of the mission field, but you can be a part of Move the Mission and help push the kingdom forward. So I encourage, I believe we can clear out that entire board. Who believes that? Amen. I believe it. And then finally we have our... um, Branson trip, that is going to be coming up as well. There, uh, we, I think the sign-up sheet, I mean, it might be full, but it is coming up, and we're excited about that. But you can also um, pay for your trip to, on the Branson trip and for Move the Mission on Push Pay. Because I know sometimes, you, don't, I don't, you know, a lot of times I don't have cash on me, and so I see the fundraiser, and I thought, oh, it's a great idea. I don't have cash on me, though. What you can do, get on Push Pay. You can send it to, the, to U-Turn to the youth account. But get that little that little square, put it in the tithing envelope. Mark is going to the youth and for Move the Mission, and we can get that sent over. So it's really easy. It's really good, and we are excited about it. But let's stand up, get loose, get stretched, get our wiggles out. We are excited to move into the presence of God, to move into worship, to praise Him, because that's what we are here for. We're here to praise His name, Father. God, I thank you for waking me up this morning. I thank you for the presence that we feel, God. I thank you for what you have in store for us. And so, Father, I pray that you move on us, that you flow throughout this place, God, because there is none like you. There is none beside you. And I worship your name because you deserve it.
Standing 
your children then you heard your children now you are the same god you are the same god you wrote the prayers back then and it will answer now you are the same god you are the same god you are providing then you are providing now you are the same god you are the same god you moved in power then god moved in power now you are the same god you are the same
me now, my Savior, I come to Thee. Oh, why don't you just raise your hands in this moment? God, we feel you. Your presence never leaves this place. You're everywhere that we call on your name. And God, we're calling on your name. We need you. Oh, we need you. Have your way in this place. God, revive our souls. Oh, God. Uh, I got to, I was privileged to be able to sing at a youth conference, I guess a couple of weeks ago. And I don't know what is wrong with my voice. I'm sure you can hear it today. But I literally had no voice. And I had just listened to a sermon by Brother A.J. Holloway. And he said, barren places are where God wants to work. And so I was in that prayer room. I couldn't even pray out loud. I was so embarrassed. I'm like, if these people come by me and they see I'm a singer, not even praying, they're going to think, wow, she's carnal. (laughs) But I I was just praying in my mind because I could not literally could not speak my words were like I had no voice and so I said God I know that you've called me to sing and I know that this is part of my ministry so you know where I am at and I'm asking you to make the difference and honestly God moved in such a a mighty way and I'm not bragging on me but I'm telling you that because as simple as that is for God just to help me make it through those songs I still didn't have a voice afterwards which was wild but I was so thankful and I said, God, I will sing of your glory forever because I don't deserve to have a prayer answered like that. But because you are so good and because you love us so much, he wasn't going to let me get up there and fail and my voice crack or whatever. And so I'm just thankful to serve a God that the moment you say, God, I need you, the situation may not change right then and it may not ever go away, but he gives you the strength to push on through. At this time, we'll take a, a time for prayer. Brooklyn Poole, which is Katie Lester Poole, her baby, the surgery was good as far as her G-tube or, I mean, G-button, her feeding tube. And she didn't have to have a breathing tube or anything, and that was a blessing. So we're thankful for that. But they're now finding that there might be something wrong with her heart. So if somebody will just go ahead and at the end of these prayer requests, step in for that family because I know they would step in for any of us. So uh, Brooklyn Poole, Sister Ella Mae Bristow, and I think I saw her this morning. So good to see her. Brother and Sister Griffith, Andrea Moss, Debbie Smith, Ralph Dove, Lucille McFatridge, Emma Chapman, Virgil Freeland, Faye Crow, Sister Dot Lipscomb. She's going to be having surgery. We want to keep her in our prayers. Alan Hudson, Walt and Andrea Irwin, T.W. Hush, Monica Helm, Mildred and George Pratt, Brother and Sister John Proctor, and he's ministering somewhere this morning. And I can't get over how well he ministered to us, that service that he was here. So keep him in your prayers. Chaplain Steve Gibbs. Dennis Shannon, Billy Bolton, Sister Billy Bolton, Sister Lois Weems, uh, Billy and Vicki Trinado, and Brother Bob Bolton, which I saw him last week standing up the almost entire service. So anyways, if you have any need or you'd like to fill in the gaps for anyone who's not able to be here but has asked for us to pray for them, I, I wish that you would do that right now. And if you have any need that you need prayed over, there will be ministers up here. 
this altar's never closed, but right now we're opening up for those who have special needs. God, I thank you for your sweet presence that we feel today, God. I thank you for the rain outside. God, I thank you that you're our creator. You're our healer. You're my deliverer, God. And you've heard every need that was spoken. And what's so amazing about you is that you know the needs that weren't spoken, God. I pray that whatever the situation is, that faith would rise in us, God. Even if the situation doesn't change, God, you give us the faith to not grow weary in well-doing, God. I pray for Brooklyn Pool this morning. I pray for the nurses and the doctors, God. I pray for the Lester family. I pray that you would give them strength and continue to build their faith, God. I pray that you would touch our city, help us to be a light and to be the salt of this world, God, that you've called us to be. I thank you for your presence. I thank you that you're near to the broken heart. You're near to us when we call on your name. Oh, Jesus, I thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In the presence
worship service, it was so neat to look and to see the people that I grew up watching play on the platform, the people that I was in the youth group with, and then the people that I'm now able to serve that are in the youth group all on one stage. And it was so neat to see the generations that have been here, are here, and are going to be here. And knowing that the church is in good hands and that we are raising up strong leaders and worshipers and warriors of God, and that cannot happen without you. That cannot happen without the prayers, without the sacrifice, without the work that is put in by the church family that we have. And I'm so grateful to have a church family like we have here today. And so at this time, we're going to take our tithes and our offering and to be able to continue to support and to give and develop the future of the kingdom of God. Father, I thank you for the spirit we've already felt in this place today. And I pray that you continue to move over us. Let your anointing fall on us, God. And I pray that you bless what is given and you bless the giver. I pray that you anoint the preaching in our hearts today to receive it. In Jesus' name, amen.
surprises in our life that we did not necessarily anticipate but this could be your last day on earth tomorrow if not today looking for that great God and his glorious appearing is better than looking for your paycheck. Now don't quit getting a paycheck. We need it to keep things rolling. 
but more than anything, we need the Spirit of the Lord that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it. If there is sorrow, it's coming from another source, not heaven, not the bread, not the Spirit. If there is sorrow and unbelief, your flesh is trying to make a conduit of its personal feelings. But the glory of the Lord that covers the earth does his thing with rational wisdom and supernatural power. It is so great to see every one of you here. And uh, Brother Micah, if you could put the picture of that sign up on the screen, I'd like for you to know that uh, several of our men, the board members and uh, uh, trustees, a couple of others, uh, met with our sign people that uh, we have gravitated toward over the last couple of years, year and a half maybe, that has furnished many of our churches with similar signs as this. They, uh, I don't know exactly how they got the the bottom part of it done because I didn't send them that picture, so I guess, I'm assuming they got the old sign off of the Internet. This sign is digital, can be programmed from anywhere our secretary would have a phone that is tuned in to this. And, uh, and so we really, I think, would do ourselves a favor to get something that is current and capable of communicating anything we would like to do And I call it evangelism by virtue of being able to communicate special events and timetables and speakers, etc. And so it's probably, do you remember exactly, was it close to 60,000? Is that about what it was? Uh, Some of you men that were there, is that about what it was that the, uh, if I recollect uh, closely, Sister Mary Lou, is that about 49,000? Okay. Okay, in my mind, I escalated it because I think that we may have to do some other stuff, but I, I thank you for giving me a, that exact quote. It is uh, capable, again, of doing... Uh, it cannot be scrolling. It has to be uh, digitally put up there, and it can change, I think, every five seconds or six seconds, something like that, if we need to make some changes. But because of the highway and and et cetera, we do not want to cause any uh, difficulty in people managing getting around you. That's right, you. We don't want anybody running over you while they're looking at our sign. So I would like for you to think about it, and the board members and the trustees will be meeting again, but 
how many of you already know that you would like for us to upgrade to a sign? Well, I don't think you'll have to go any further, trustees, board members. I think you got a witness already, and I think most of us have already been looking at that cracked sign for a while. I do want you to know I have called three different sign companies, even one out of town, and have gotten no response after they said they would try to help us. So I really appreciate the opportunity to work with some people that know us and gravitate to the things that we really want and need. So we will start working on that, and the, uh, we, we will move forward as quickly as possible. Thank you for taking the time today to help move forward. <clears throat> Let me make a few quotations before you can go ahead and put the lesson and you can get it started. But uh, applause and praise is a very natural thing when we approve or are excited about someone or an effort that has created winning power with potential. So <clears throat> it's really not out of line at all for the people of God to be so thankful for the things he has not only already provided, but the things his promises provide. And the Bible said he inhabits the praise of his people. When you reach down into the maybe more core value of studying that, the Bible said he pitches his tent and dwells where people praise him. And so whether you're in your car or your house, but particularly in a worship service where needs are being met, we need him to pitch his tent and dwell with new courage, new revelation, new understanding, new empowerment. We need that to happen in this dark hour. So today we are moving forward. I don't care the snail finally got on the ark. And you say, I'm a little slow. Well, if you're moving forward, it's really not a problem that you're going slow. But if you're rebellious, that's a whole different story than somebody having to make you do it. Someday, the Bible said, when the roll is called up yonder and the, all the uh, accounts have been settled, I can promise you that there will be screaming and wailing and gnashing of teeth, the Bible said. It's nothing for people to scream and holler at somebody that lied to them or did them wrong. Why is it seemingly so different when it comes to praising somebody that has done us so right? He is performing feats now that create potential for the weakest. He is performing statements and spiritual assets that are absolutely stunning 
the demons that want to destroy your life. So it's not about going to the house of God and just hearing a few words. It's coming hungry. Hungry enough to participate in what we would maybe think the, le- the least amount of bread or the lesser. No wonder y'all are distracted. Crazy ducks again. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a real need in this hour. And a reality plan that is forever is in place in your Bible. A reality plan. I hear people talking about reality shows, and I, I, I ask them one time, what is a reality show? And when they started telling me about it, I thought, man, wow. Some of that stuff is tough. When you try to keep house and home together, And some of that stuff gets loose. So you may not want to be here today if you're not serious. Sort of look at your neighbor and see if they look serious about going to heaven. Because if you're not real serious about receiving truth that gives you a little bit more freedom. If you're not real serious about graduating into new levels of spiritual understanding. You may not want to be here because the food that I have for you is going to grow your mind, your heart, your life. Everything that is going to be emanated here today has the potential for making you stronger than you've ever been, gladder, more thrilled than you've ever experienced, and finding a way to reach the deepest center and the darkest night, and God's going to give you light and wisdom and understanding and power to help this generation. That is what we're here today to talk about. So these little wild critters on the water here, they were just meant to entertain you while I talked about that. God is good. Thank both of you. He has always been good. He will always be good. Genesis 2 and 9, out Of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant in the sight and good for food. The tree of life, how special is that? That he talks about all the other trees, but then he identifies the tree of life. He wants us to gather at the tree of life where furnishings for your mind, your heart, your hands, and relationships find their connection so that we become a unit and not a scattered breed of people that are unusually weird. It is weird to be spiritually minded 
in a carnal-minded society. That's weird. But it's not out of place in economy of spiritual wealth. That's why he said, Think it not strange concerning the fiery trials that you have come to go through. Because when you go through that trial, you're going to be stronger, you're going to be more educated, you're going to be more helpful, and you're going to be more valuable because you are going to be able to reach down and pull somebody out of the miry clay that somebody helped us to get out of. So, Genesis 3:17, and unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground. For thy sake. That don't sound good, does it? It sounds like somebody got off track all of a sudden. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. You got to understand some of that stuff. When you're living in sin, you don't want to be blessed for sinning. Because the Bible said if that were to occur, you would continue in your sin. You need to be so sensitive that when you have abused your mind or your body or in any way, you need to feel the pain. You need to feel the restriction that goes along with that. Otherwise, you just keep on abusing your body and etc. But thanks be unto God, hallelujah, he said, I am the Lord thy God that healeth all thy diseases. Uh, he's not just on an area, God. He is 180 in front of you, and then he's 180 behind you. That covers the whole carefulness uh, of life itself. Uh, he said, I am with you now, but I shall be in you, which simply means uh, that Christ in you, the hope of glory, means that the Spirit moves into you, and that's why the book of Acts or the book of action, and that is one of the most thrilling impartations that any human could ever imbibe into his life. So we're going to talk about some of this stuff. Thorns also and thistles shall the earth bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. But in the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread till thou return unto the ground. For out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and to dust shalt thou return. And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. Sin entered. The Old Testament is designed to prove what sin did. When you read any of those books in the Old Testament, you're going to see the struggle. You're going to experience the need for the law. You're going to sense and see the need for the prophets. You're going to sense and see the weird of always up against it. 
there. Nobody can hide that. When you study all of that that goes on there, you're going to sense why that God so loved the world that he came in flesh to sacrifice flesh because there is sin in the flesh. Every sense that Adam and Eve corrupted the human family. And so when the scripture says we are all born in sin and shapen in iniquity, and I've probably said it at least a hundred times in the last 39 years I've been here, and that is this, you don't have to teach your kids to lie, cheat, steal, and hate. It is in us. And some of you've never grown, I mean, some of the people in our city have never grown up. They still want to lie and cheat. Holiness is when you come into a union with God and your appetite is holy. Okay? Now, holiness demands flesh to take on a standard that honors what you really are. You can't be holy by the way you dress, but you can bring a lack of beauty of holiness by the way you dress. We are in a need right now. Men need to dress like a man, act like a man, and be a man. And women need the femininity that belongs to that level of people. And we are going to try to do everything we can to manage life in such a way that when people sense what the Holy Ghost does and the Word of God does, all of a sudden they walk up rightly and they honor their particular place in life. A male is a male and a female is a female and they act different because they are different. Okay? Now, that's not going to be the big bulk of the lesson, but I couldn't omit it. God further proved through the law. Here's what the book said. I don't have it on the scripture setting, but the Bible said, having found fault with the law, he came in flesh. But he already had the plan because he knew that the weakness of humanity was that their spirit might override the word and he, they needed the spirit of truth in them. The spirit of truth, the Bible said, he, the spirit of truth, when he has come, will cleanse us and then empower us. So we are different on purpose, and yet we are all in him a new creation. So Christ in you, or the Holy Ghost, the hope of glory. Somebody say glory. Glory is that moment when somebody runs across the touchdown line. Or that moment in which it was third and Nine and a half yards to go for a first down. 
and somebody comes out of the backfield plowing through and blow me down if they didn't get a, what do you call it? A first down. Yeah, and amen. And I feel like somebody got a first down this week. I think somebody came here today because the enemy tried to hold you back, but you had nine and a half yards to go or another three days to go before you could get to the oasis, the house of God, and where springs of living water began to flow and the glory of the word begins to embrace and the power of the Holy Ghost to lift you up in your mind and in your hands and in your heart. And all of a sudden you get to say, oh, he did it again. We did it again. He and I together did it again. So, let's go all the way back to the beginning. Anybody look over at that left picture? You have any idea that that may represent what's going on in our world today? A lot of smoke. A lot of work, a lot of clouds, a lot of darkness, a lot of worry, a lot of fear. When that kind of weather begins to take over, people get nervous about life. When demons start showing up more than angels of God start showing up, people that go to church get nervous about life. Ladies and gentlemen, if we ever needed preaching that literally pushes hell backward, it is now. We cannot afford to play games from the pulpit to the door and expect a glory cloud to rain righteousness and victory and thrills that are incompatible with the sinfulness of life. I'm here to tell you that the glory of the Lord is compatible with the cross. It's compatible compatible with the resurrection it's compatible with the day of Pentecost there is no weapon formed against it that can prosper I'm here to tell you you can win you can make it and there ought to be a thrill in your heart today to know I am called of God and God is for me if God is for me who then can be against me I'm in Christ Jesus a new creation I am not the old man I used to be yes I left my history behind me I got a new life that picture is what many people get up with every day and they go to bed every day the saints of God they go to bed every night knowing that the sun's coming up again tomorrow. They get up in the morning and know he is with me all day long. He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. He will help rain righteousness in my mind. He will rain righteousness in my home. He will rain righteousness in my car. He will rain righteousness in my city. He will rain righteousness in my county. He will rain righteousness in my world. The sun is still shining there's hope I'm not near as loud as the ball teams they practice being loud before they get there 
I wouldn't be mine. It wouldn't bother me at all to have some of our young people come and say, Mother and Dad just praised God all the way to the house of God. They just could not stop praising God all the way to the house after it was over. I mean, that's what they do when they go to a football game. I've actually heard some people say, hope they don't preach long today. What's bigger than the glory? What's bigger? Don't you let the devil mess with your mind. Don't you let him mess with your clock. Don't you let him mess around with your prayer life. Don't you let him goof up that time. Oh, Lord, I come before you today. I offer my mind, my body, my life to your glory today. I'm walking into a job setting in which liars, fornicators, adulterers, and thieves are living paramount. Help me to be a light. Help me to be shining light. Help me to be glorious light. Help me to do what I need to do to strengthen my city. The joy I get from preaching and teaching is knowing. Somebody say knowing. Knowing. The, the thing that you are going to do for your family and home, your mate, your kids, your mother, your dad is talk the word of God. I'm fixing a medal in your business. But that's why I'm here. When you got more time for media that doesn't elevate life. Now, if you're on media and y'all are trading scriptures and you're trading testimonies and you're trading all that. But to get caught up in, oh, so-and-so is here and -and so-and-so is there. And you don't have a testimony at least to compete with that. I'd find me a little altar and say, God, look, don't let me get caught up in stuff that I can't stay. Religious powers are filling my mind. Ladies and gentlemen, this is no time to relax. This is a time to fight. The what? The what? No, stand up here. They can't see that handsome face from back there. Woo! How do you do it? You get up and move into it. Knowing that he that is with me is going to conquer by his spirit the weird, the things that are going on, the weaker, the most base elements of life, the Bible refers to it. Come do that again. I like the way you did that. Okay, come up higher. Fight the good fight of faith. Tell the people, tell the people that's on across the street over there. Fight the good fight of faith. Uh, 
Uh, let's let it echo. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's let it echo. Let, the only way we can reach the rest of the city is let's tell everybody. Hey, look, Bubba. Hey, look, sis. Hey, look, friend. You fight the good fight of faith. I found out that the answer is still in faith. I have found out that God lives in faith. I found out the word works in faith. I found out my future is in faith. There is no doubt about it. God is good. He's always been. And he always will be. The Bible said it's impossible for God to lie. And he said, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. God made you look like him. The devil wants you to act like him. Not God. The devil wants you to act like him. We're born in sin, and he wants to keep you there. Because he messed up. And he wants to keep you messed up. Satan took one third of the angels of heaven and created an insurrection. So don't tell me just going to church is going to do the deal. He was in a perfect setting. He had perfect performance in front of him. And in the process of all of that, decided he would like to be God. And he would like to write his own future. And he would like to write what he liked to do. And I'm finding a lot of people that attend church every now and then in our social system that attend church every now and then, but they want to be in charge still. The Bible said God is the head of Christ. Christ is the head of the church, and man is the head of the woman. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can't change that. That's the, or, that's the orchestration structure that God silhouettes and employs all the nine gifts of the Spirit and all the nine fruit of the spirit that's where God puts an employment setting together where we shall never fail somebody say never fail I'm not talking about just going to church one time and getting it all together no 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 you can talk in tongues at home but I'm telling you the Bible said that we are saved by the foolishness of preaching the preaching of the word builds your faith back up the preaching of the word it gets you motivated again that's why we need anointed preaching we don't need just a, a, a communicator of words. We need a communicator of the voice of truth and the spirit of truth. God created them male and female. I got a little ahead of myself, didn't I? Gave them charge over all things that were. There's nobody greater than a good man. And there's nobody greater than a good woman. And there's nobody greater than good kids. They each are categorically assigned a position in the kingdom. God gave instructions on perfect life, but gave them a choice. No preacher can preach good enough to cause you to force you to want it. But if he can preach in spirit and in truth, the spirit of truth should make an open door where you could see that sunrise that I tried to put up there instead of that chaotic picture. All creation except man has to obey its level of life. 
How many of you have just ever sat in a chair and wished for a garden to grow? I'd, I'd like to have corn. Honey, look out the window and see if there's any corn. I've been sitting here for days in this church and looking for corn. Never have walked out the door and found corn. You don't dream this stuff into place. Dreams can scare the liver out of I mean the fire out of you. I mean something out of you. I don't know if you've ever had a bad dream, but I have. I was glad to wake up. And I can't tell you how nice it was to wake up and realize I'd just been dreaming that marriages all worked themselves out. Just dreamed that I could be the best preacher in the world. I just dreamed that I could be the best evangelist in the world. You know, I found out you had to go through some hell to get there. I found out that that, that marriages don't just work themselves out. I don't care how many kids you have. They just don't work themselves out. I mean, he's got over 10. Scared to death, aren't you? I don't blame you. It's, it's a monumental task. But the Bible said children are a heritage of the Lord one of the most beautiful things in the world that you can reproduce life and our heavenly father and Jerusalem our earthly mother came together in Acts the second chapter and produced a church called the body of Christ in the world that can reproduce because it has the truth the seed and it has the spirit the power of life that brings the blood and the word together so that there is new creation, new born-again babes in Jesus Christ. But we don't just leave them lying on the bench for somebody else to take care of. Our responsibility at this point, as God gives to the church what the church is able to bear, that's what's going to make the difference, is that... Uh, let's see. Come here, man. I, I don't know. Go to Sleepy Town. Would somebody bring me a bottle? this guy he is so cool so the scripture says bear ye one another's burdens don't get online and tell everybody how bad they're feeling and looking and put how the pathos of their life when you see a brother or a sister you go to them and you start telling them how important they are. 
and how much God loves them. And you begin to rock them in the spirit. And you begin to tell them, I know you've been frustrated. And I know you're going through hell in this world. But I've been through some hell myself. And I'll tell you what happened. The church was a spiritual asset to me. And I kept finding myself worshiping. And I kept finding myself eating the bread of life. And I went finally one day I could leap over a troop and jump over a wall. And I found out that the God of glory is not lying. He said, if you'll obey me, I will make you that you shall never fall. You shall never fail. Amazingly. Amazingly. Because man has creative skills. A man has a lot of ability to desire. And so man thinks that he can best God. Ah. That's why you want to read Luke 16. Because without God, it's impossible to leap that final chasm called the abyss of hell. You can have some of the greatest feelings, but if you're not honoring God with your mind, heart, and soul, you're not getting the best of God. God became man, man, so he made himself available in so many ways. And uh, as you can see, I've already gotten a little ahead of that. But you want to look at that next to the last one that's up there right now. Check the book. You will see the graphics as they really are. It's amazing how well he could put pictures in words and create realizations of the spirit world all of the events in the entire Old Testament reveal the glory the psychology the power of the almighty God even in a physical setting but God said having found fault with the law he had already had a plan that was greater, but he had to let you see that the law by itself can't work. That's why all that's in there. But the principles of the spiritual law are all in place in the Old Testament. Obedience, sacrifice, following through, and trusting in the Lord. You'll see all of those. You had the choice even as you have now. You can either continue changing until one day. And Stephen's no longer here. Thank God probably his wife went with him. She may have beat him a little bit, but. You know, we men try to put the women first. So, let's look at it one more time. We're living in the best that man can offer. This is real living according to man 
Do you see life getting better? It's a tough world. We cannot be the proverbial ostrich and stick our head in the sand right now. It's not going to profit us to turn our head from the kingdom and turn our head from the cross and turn our head from the resurrection and turn our head from the truth above all things because you shall know the truth and the truth is the only thing that can free you from the frigid hell and the burning torment of power of hell in itself. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a good time. It is a wonderful time. I can tell you personally, I have not missed anything and I am not a best Christian, but I do have... And I have left the works of the flesh and the works of life that go on with all of that other stuff. And I can tell you I match my life with anybody when it comes to having joy unspeakable and full of glory. I don't mind telling you he is in my life. He is the middle of my life. He is my thoughts when I get up in the morning. He is my thoughts when I go to bed at night. He is in my thoughts at four o'clock in the morning. He is in my thoughts when I find trouble. He is in my thoughts when I face off life with some of you and I know the hell that you're facing I am telling you he is the Lord God Almighty there is none like him there's none beside him there is only one that's coming to get us out of here and his name is Jesus and the bloodline is in the Holy Spirit and it's in the word of God ladies and gentlemen it's no time to play games if you think they get loud at stadiums, basketball, baseball, soccer, or hockey, or any of the above, I'm telling you, we ought to be making more noise than anybody. He set me free. He gave me a future. He, made, he gave me glory. He gave me purity. He gave me righteousness. There's none like him. Yes, I'll perform Psalms 147, 148, 149. I gladly dance in the presence of God. I gladly glory in the faith that was once delivered to the saints I would not want to be caught making more noise toward a best uh, runner or a batter or anybody than I do the one who came who gave his life so I could live a life that's above everything and ever including the grave now don't you let your kids go without clapping their hands when they make a home run that's not what I said I said, don't give them more credit than him for pulling you out of hell. Mama took a few prayers, didn't it? He wasn't always like he is. He had a little rebellious streak, a little stubborn attitude. He'd come when he wanted to to breakfast. He'd come when he wanted to quit playing ball long enough. Don't give up. It's going to take the church a little strength 
It's going to take the church a little de declaration. We're going to pull people out of the hell. We are going to pull them into his glory because somebody did it for me. I said somebody did it for me. I can't thank God enough for some of those old-time mamas and some of those old-time dads that came to church and prayed the fire down before the service started. And then they prayed all through the service. And then they gathered around the altar. They weren't in a rush to go anywhere because they had more at the altar than they did at home. They had the glory of the Lord. They had the victory of the lion and the lamb. They had the victory of the power of the resurrection in their life. Come on, follow me. Man, I'm glad you did whatever you did because I wound up with being his great-grandpa-in-law. I mean his grandpa-in-law. Is there anything I missed on this? Therefore. Always told me when you see the word therefore, you look for what it's there for. You'd be surprised how much that helped me. Judge nothing before the time. Because you made a mistake, don't you judge yourself out. Because you some somebody else judge, uh, I mean, besides because somebody else failed to do something good, don't judge them either. Just brother up and say, you know what? I had a, I went through a time in my life. I I went I I just I don't know my burden, my passion for this whole thing, just wasn't what it should have been. But some day one one day I was praying, or one day I was in a revival, or one day the pastor said something, and it caught me back on fire who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsel of the hearts and then shall every man have praise of God now 1 Corinthians 4 and 5 this letter was written to born again believers so we must know who's, who writings are to or about it's real important that you know where you're reading in that Bible because anywhere from the book of Romans all the way to the book of Revelation is people that's already been born again through the book of Acts. All you got to do is read the notes. Letters to the church. Letters to preachers that are already involved. And I'm hearing people that do not study the word and so because they don't study it, they just take an extraction where they want it and try to put it where it needs to be. It's just going to be hard for you to put your ear on your ankle and get results. Who of you caught it? Maybe if I do it like this. If you start at your elbow... And put it on your knee. How's that going to work? Every member of the body of Christ has a place to fit in. They are members in particular. And the ear can't say to the tongue, I wish I'd have been you. You are special. 
See if you can see anybody out there that looks like you. A couple of old people, but don't worry about them. Nobody looks like him. There's nobody even sounds like him. Would you tell him? Uh, you love them. No, no, no. I love them. Oh, uh, I love you. Yeah. Don't look them in the eye. Oh, okay. Um, There's somebody out there got a five dollar bill they're gonna give you after church. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love you. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. You see them. See if you see the one that's gonna do it. See, you don't know, but God's putting it on somebody's heart right now. Don't close your eyes, man. This is the time to look around. See, the Bible said, look and see that the Lord, he is God. And don't everybody give him a $5 bill. You might want to run those through me. You know I like having fun. I don't care if everybody gives him a $5 bill. I'm telling you that the Lord is good. His mercy endureth to all generations. You didn't miss the boat. You may have missed a turn that would have got you there quicker. But today is the day of salvation. Today. So what he's calling you to do is turn from anything that could be misunderstood. That anything... And say, Lord, I'm going to start praying more. Now, don't say it because he said it's better not to say it, not to make a pledge and not do it. He said it's better not to make the pledge and then later come to the realization, I am going to do it. It's a big difference because you become a liar if you say you're going to do it and you don't. And there's nothing that cuts the spiritual emphasis more than lying. And that's why God said all liars shall have their place in the lake of fire. That does You don't even have to wait to get to hell to do that. You start living in hell here when you lie. It's huge. So he said it's better not to make a covenant. But if you're going to make a covenant, you could just say, and I, I do it a lot. I just tell him, I said, Lord, I'm just going to try to do better. That's the covenant I keep. And then sometimes I say, Lord, I'm going to fast today. Or, Lord, I'm going to praise you more today. And I keep that covenant. Because I do not want to lie to him and get so busy here and there. Now, today is the day of salvation. There's somebody here today that came here. And I, I, I don't want to let this day get by without you having the chance that you are living in the time of knowledge and salvation is coming. There is a picture of heaven breaking in on this earth with all the hell going on, with all the pitiful going on. God is coming to this earth again. I said God is coming to this earth again. He is going to bring 
righteousness and peace and joy. I want to have a church people that have got their arms open and looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of this whole schematic. I'm looking for you, Jesus. He said, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Don't you let your weight get you looking down and get the feeling down. I'm telling you, you listen and you put it in your words so that you tell the devil when you're feeling down. My pastor said, God said, look up. Up. My pastor preached to us, look up. My pastor told us, look up, for Jesus is looking down. He's the only one that can look down and take your frown, which I don't think I've ever seen it. <laughs> look up. There's a husband somewhere. I'm so. Don't tell your mother and dad I said that. There's somebody that cares for every one of you. I wish I could come out and hug every one of you right now because Jesus wants to wrap his arms around everybody in this house today. He wants to protect you. He wants to cover you. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to honor you with his glory, with his name, with his wealth. He wants you to be heirs of God and heirs of salvation. God is on your side today. And I'm going to open this altar. If there's anybody here that's never had the Holy Ghost. This is a time for you to turn your faith loose and repent of your sins. If you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, we've got the water ready and it is warm and we've got places and things where you can move into a garment and get uh, uh, get baptized in the name of Jesus and if you've never had the Holy Ghost or you need a renewing of the Holy Ghost why don't you take the next five minutes and slip down to this altar if you care about our city why don't you take the next three to five minutes and slip down here uh, or somewhere where we can all pray God send a revival to my pastor send a revival to my home send a revival to our schools send a revival to our workplaces send a revival Bible, God. Don't, don't, don't ever forsake us, God. Send a revival all over this place. Could we pray? If you choose not to come to the front, that's fine. That, it's not a mandate. But let's all pray. God. God. Remember us this week that's it sing it I pray that everybody all over this building let the spirit of revival the spirit of travail the spirit of long suffering whichever one of those touches you 